Pastor Chukso Goye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chuks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. Uh, my name is Chooks Ogoye. I will be... Uh, sharing God's word with you tonight on episode number 24. Tonight we are sharing from Luke chapter number 10. Luke chapter 10, we read from verse 30 to 37. Luke 10, 30 to 37. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that same road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other way aside. Verse 32, likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and set him on his own animal, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? When he, and he said, he, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. And that's where we want to start tonight. Go and do likewise. What is it that this man did that Jesus is asking me and you to go and do exactly what he did? What was it that he did that pleased Jesus so much, that represented Jesus so much, that Jesus says, I like you to, to copy this man. I like you to replicate his actions. I like you to repli replicate his thinking. The way he, he acted in this story, go and do likewise. I want to say to us that this is our mandate from heaven, to go and do like the good Samaritan. If we are going to be that generation that the world will know the goodness of God through us, we will have to go and do likewise. That's how we are going to change the world. That's how we're going to affect our communities. Go and do likewise. Tonight, I want to, I want to unpack the story and, and let's learn one or two things from this parable that Jesus taught here. He said, go and do likewise. We're living in a world that is broken. We're living in a world where a lot of people are hurting. 
we living in a world where the enemy like what they did to that guy he was traveling on the journey uh, to to Jericho and thieves <laughs> thieves he was going from Jerusalem to Jericho thieves waylaid him beat him up and took things from him now that's Jerusalem to Jericho that's like the journey of life just that's like 7.8 billion people are on that journey from birth to, to death, from birth to death, it's a journey. And as soon as people start that journey, the enemy jumps in on the path of their journey and attack them and steal from them and wound them and leave them for dead, sometimes even kill them. And there are communities, there are nations, there are um, um, families, there are individuals who have become victim to the enemy attack, the enemies beating up, the enemies messing, you know, causing injuries. And people are left on the wayside of life and they can't continue their journey effectively. They cannot carry on with the journey as they had proposed to. Now, this man, when he left his house in the morning, he didn't ask to be beaten up. He didn't ask to be waylaid. He didn't ask to be stolen from. But it happened. It happened and he was left on the wayside, uh, maybe to die. These guys had injured him so badly and left him to die. Now, that's how many people are. And how are we supposed to showcase Christ to them? How are we supposed to show that we serve an absolutely good God who had no hand in their being beaten up? Who had no hand in their being stolen from? Who had no hand in what it is that has happened to them? You know, one of the narratives that the enemy, he, you know, throws out there is that God is the, is the one behind the pain. God is the one behind the suffering. God is the one. But I'm saying God is not the one. God is an absolutely good God. He is not the one behind anybody's pain, anybody's suffering. He's not. So, what are we, what are we um, um, taking away from here? As this man was beaten up and left on the side of the road, that is how many people have been beaten up and left on the side of the road. And they are basically waiting to die. Or... Perhaps people who have experienced the goodness of God can reach them and help them and pick them up and take care of their wounds and, you know, get them going and help them get to the destination. So, as we look at this story, the Bible says, a priest came by. That priest was going by from Jerusalem to Jericho. He found this man on the side of the road. And Bible says he crossed over to the other side to the other side and continued going. A Levite came and did exactly the same thing. And I asked the question why didn't these people stop to show goodness? Why didn't they stop to show kindness? 
Why didn't they stop to help somebody who had been beaten? These people, this is a priest. That is supposed to be a picture of somebody who is supposed to know God. Somebody who is supposed to know God, but they don't know God. Why did he not stop? I, I tried to get into his mind. Why was he not touched that, that a human being like him had been beaten up, left on the side of the road to die? Let me tell you why he didn't stop. Or one of the reasons why he didn't stop. He was afraid for his own life. He was afraid that if he stops, because that road is dangerous. That road was, is notorious. That road was, was known to be very, very dangerous. People constantly get wallet, get beaten up, get molested, get robbed on that road. So he didn't stop, maybe because, you know, he, he didn't feel safe. Ah, let me not stop and, and take care of this guy and then they will come and kill me. So his own life was more important to him. And he said, no, 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 no. He, uh, and then he continued and left that guy. If Levite came, who is also supposed to know God and supposed to be able to care for people who are wounded and care for people who are in need. He went to, to the other side and continued on the journey. Wow. So what stops us as Christians from extending goodness to people who have been wounded? For people who have been hurt by the enemy. People who are dysfunctional. People who are, who are you know, in a low place. People who are, what stops us from reaching out to them? And pulling them up and helping them go get to their destination. Let me tell you what it is. What stopped that priest? He was afraid. Or he just didn't care. He just didn't care. He was more concerned with where he was going. And he just abandoned that man and passed. Now, now the fact that Jesus is highlighting these two people means that he, they are not approved of God. Their behavior were not approved of God. When people are, ha, have been hit by the enemy, and the enemy hits people in different ways, eh? The, the enemy hits people, you know, robs them of their dignity, robs them of their self-respect, robs them of their, you know, time, robs them of different things. Our attitude towards people who have been broken and hit by the enemy should not be to ignore them. If we have experienced the goodness of God, it's not to ignore them. The goodness of God we have experienced is supposed to help us reach them where they are and pay attention. But the priest crossed on the other side. The Levite crossed on the other side. And they would not even look to see how they can help that guy. But the Bible said, a Samaritan shows up. Now it's interesting that Jesus used a Samaritan. If you don't understand the history of the Samaritans and the Jews, you will not be able to appreciate the, 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 you know, the weight of the story. Samaritans and Jews had a natural enmity and animosity between the two people groups. The Samaritans despised the Jews and the Jews despised the Samaritans. So they, they don't do things together. They don't hang out. They don't you know, visit each other. If a Samaritan is coming this way, a Jew will go the other way. They, 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 they didn't relate. There was strong prejudice between the two groups. 
But here comes a Samaritan, seeing this Jew beaten up and left for dead on the side of the road. But something inside of him, the Bible says he had compassion. I, I want to park there for a little bit. He had compassion. When we have experienced the goodness of God, it will manifest as compassion to those who have been broken. To those, listen, to those who have been affected by the not so good circumstances of life. When we have experienced the goodness of God, compassion flows out from us towards those who have fallen victim to the lies of the enemy, to the abuse of the, of the enemy, to the assault of the enemy. Compassion. I, 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 I see compassion a few times in scriptures that the compassion of God is usually one of the leadings how God leads. Because he places compassion in your heart for a certain situation, for a certain person, for a certain people. And you have compassion and you, and you can't explain that compassion. The Spirit of God works through compassion. And the Bible said concerning Jesus, and he looked and he had compassion on them. And he went on to heal them. So, so God, God pulls us towards you know, needs, towards needy situations, towards needy people through his compassion. And one of the things that religion does is that religion causes us to kill the compassion and can it. And rationalize that compassion and not respond to it. I, I want to speak today and declare in the name of Jesus that if you have fallen where your compassion, your sense of compassion has gone and you become hardened. I, I want to speak a release for you today. I want to speak in the name of Jesus that the Spirit of God will pull you out from, from that place because it's not a good place to be. Without the compassion of the Lord in our lives, working towards people who are needy, we are nothing but hypocrites because the goodness of God can flow through us. The power of God can flow through us. The mercy of God can flow through us. So, so if God is going to use us to manifest his goodness, it is because our hearts are sensitive you know, to compassionate situations. We, we can respond in compassion to people who are hurting. We can respond in compassion. You know, I, one of the things that I know that ministry can do, ministry can harden you and deaden you that you are no longer compassionate. Because, you know, ministry is that terrain where you look out for people, you serve, you pour out yourself, you make sacrifices, and many times those sacrifices are not appreciated Though, you know, you're, you're taking advantage of or taking for granted and then you end up becoming hardened. You become hardened that people's pain don't move you anymore. What that, has, what, 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 what that means is that the goodness of God, the revelation of the goodness of God in you is not strong enough. So now you have been caged and you have been reduced to this priest or this Levite. Do you know that there are many, many believers, many churches, many men and women of God who have become like this Levite and like this priest, who are no longer moved. The goodness of God doesn't flow out through them anymore because they have become... God can use them to manifest His goodness. But I'm saying in this season, the Spirit of God is wanting to raise a church, a church that can represent Him, R-E-Present him. Represent him again to the world. 
present his goodness to the world, present his kindness to his world, present his healing power to the world. So when this Samaritan felt the compassion of the Lord pull at him, he responded. He responded. The Bible said, he went to him. So he left his journey and made a detour to where the man was lying and went to him. Can I say that the Spirit of God is wanting us to go to them? Not wait for them to come to us. Oh, hallelujah. Go to them. We need to go to the people who are hurting. We need to reach out to the brother who is not doing well. We need to reach out to the sister who is, not, who is limping, who, who, is not, who is struggling. We, we can't be insensitive. Yes, they are on the floor. But somebody beats them to the floor. The enemy beats them to the floor. The enemy beat them to the floor. The enemy robbed them of their dignity. The enemy robbed them of their capacity to produce. Their capacity to continue their destiny journey. They've been fallen. They've fallen victim to the enemy's beatings. We have to respond to them. We have to go to them. Hallelujah. We have to go to them. We, I pray today that the Spirit of God will quicken compassion in your heart. That you can feel the, 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 the vibrations of compassion. Because, you see, the Spirit of God has to walk through you. If you don't feel the vibrations of compassion, you can't go for, for, for goodness to flow through you. It has to be through compassion. So when the bowels of compassion are closed, the gates of mercy in your heart are closed, God can flow through you. And what it is is that you will miss opportunities. Opportunities to showcase and show forth the goodness of God. Do you know every day we are we are you know being greeted by these opportunities but when, when we can't feel the the possessions of compassion we can't respond look at the the story of david and goliath you know when david came to the scene and heard the words that came out of the mouth of goliath something moved inside of him something moved inside of him and he said no 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 this one demands a response from us we can't run away. This one demands a response from us. Can I say that that was the difference between David and Saul and his men. Saul and his men heard Goliath and ran for their lives. David heard Goliath and said this one demands a response. So can I, can I ask you a question tonight? When you hear the cry of the broken, when you hear the cry of the captive of the enemy, when you hear the cry of those who have been robbed by Satan, does it make your heart move? Does it provoke compassion? Or it provokes fear? Ah, let's not, ah, let's not, let's not go there. Let's not, let's not challenge that goal. Ah, let's carry on. And, and for far too long, the church of Jesus Christ had behaved like this priest and the, and the Levite. They behave like the priest and the Levite. No, 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 no. No, we, we are now in self-preservation mode. I will not give my money. I, I have not solved my problems. How am I going to put my money? No, no, no. If they know my situation, they will give me money. No, 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 no. You pass. But this man, the Samaritan, the Bible says he went to him. When he got to him, he did something. The Bible says he bandaged his wounds. He bandaged his wounds. He didn't rub on the wounds. He didn't uh, um, 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 make the wounds worse. 
He, he, he bandaged it. May we be that generation of people who bandage the wounds of the wounded. We cover them. We cover them. Not spit on them. Not tear the wounds, but cover it. He bandaged the wounds. Bible said next, he poured wine and he poured oil. He, he took resources and poured wine and poured oil. Wine and oil represent the Holy Spirit. He, he ministered the Spirit of God to that man and, and, and under his wounds. But how can we minister wine and oil if we don't have it? Is it not somebody who has it that will give it? If the Samaritan did not have it, will he give it? In, in, in other words, in this season, one of the things that the revelation of the goodness of God will do in our lives is that it will produce an abundance of wine and oil. Hallelujah. An abundance of wine and oil so that we'll be able to minister to those. The power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's wine and oil. we got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to confront the situation where the enemy has left people broken. We have to confront the situation with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We have to rebuke that devil and, and tell that devil to back off. That's how we show forth the goodness of God. That's how we minister the goodness of God. Bible says that our preaching, 1 Corinthians chapter, one, chapter 2 verse 4, our preaching will not be in mere words, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God. The demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God. We have to be able to pour wine and oil on the wounded. Oh yes. How do we, how do we heal them? Rescue them from demonic oppression? If we don't have the wine and the oil. If we don't have the power of the Spirit. The Bible said, After pouring wine and oil, He set him on his own animal. He set him on his own animal and started the journey. Wow. Meaning that he was walking. The man was riding his animal. He was walking. He was willing to walk the rest of the journey. He was not riding the animal. He was walking. He was willing to sacrifice his own convenience and his own comfort to help somebody. Can I say this? We are not able to showcase the goodness of God if we are not willing to make sacrifices. If we are not willing to make sacrifices, we must be willing to sacrifice. He sacrificed his comfort. You know, there is a generation of believers who are, who are worshipping the idol of their convenience. If it is not convenient, they are not going to break a sweat to do anything. For the kingdom of God, for anybody, no. It, it has to be at their convenience. Church has to be when it is convenient. Uh, outreach has to be when it is convenient. If it is not convenient, they will not do it. Convenience right here. He didn't. He didn't listen to that song. Because he let the wounded man ride his donkey while he walked. And he took him to the city. When they got there, he went to an inn. And laid him at the inn, took care of him. Bible says he took care of him. He probably gave him food to eat. He probably, you know, cleaned his body. Whatever, you know, whatever was needed, he did it. The next day, he called the innkeeper and took out money from his pocket. Oh, let, let me talk about that. He took out money from his pocket and paid the innkeeper to look after this person 
until he comes back. He couldn't have pulled that money from his pocket if he didn't have it. Let me tell you one of the things that the revelation of the goodness of God is going to do. is going to put a lot of money in our pockets. The more we understand how awesomely good God is, the more the resources that come into our control. We are going to have resources. The generation of Christians in this time that are represented by this good Samaritan, this Samaritan that, that projected the goodness of God, that delivered the goodness of God, that ministered the goodness of God, that we are going to have resources. We are going to have the power of the Holy Spirit represented by, by, by the wine and oil. We are also going to have financial resources represented by the money that this guy brought out. So, can I, can I tell you, you know, the profile of the church that has received the revelation of the goodness of God. Let me give you the profile of the church. There are people who are not hindered by prejudices. They are not hindered by prejudices. They are not stopped by prejudices. They are able to transcend racial prejudice, socioeconomic prejudice, whatever the prejudices of the, of the canal man there are. They are able to transcend it to go forth to minister the goodness of God. They are willing to go to the hurting. The, the revelation of the goodness of God is able to unlock a passion and a zeal that we are able to go to look for them where they are. The more we know the goodness of God, the more we are able to get to them where they are. Number three, we are going to have the power of the Holy Spirit. We are going to have the power to bring healing. To bring healing. To bring deliverance. To minister wholeness to the, to the broken. The power of the Holy Spirit. Number three. Number four. We are going to have financial resources. The revelation of the goodness of God. As we begin to walk in the reality of the things that I have been preaching and teaching. We, we're going to have financial resources. And, and not only that we're going to have the resources, we're going to be, have the generosity to give the resources. We are going to be willing to sacrifice. Let me say this. The platform of our faith was established by our master on the basis of sacrifice. There is no way we are going to showcase the goodness of God to a world that is hurting without sacrifice. In, in, oh no, we, th that message of sacrifice needs to be preached again and again and again. We have to be willing to sacrifice our comfort. We have to co sacrifice our confidence. Sacrifice whatever that you know, we need to sacrifice to get to people to show for the goodness of God. Let me say it in another way. If we are not willing to sacrifice, we will not be able to represent the goodness of God to people who need it. To people who life has dealt with not so good a hand. And there are many people. In fact, that's the majority of the people on the planet. They either by the false things that they have believed, the enemy has dealt them a bad hand. It's going to take a sacrificial church, a church that's willing to sacrifice time, like this Samaritan was willing to. He sacrificed his time. He sacrificed his comfort. He sacrificed his resources. He, he just he gave himself to minister. Without those, we can't manifest the goodness of God. Let me say if we are not willing to sacrifice time, sacrifice energy, sacrifice resources, sacrifice our comfort, sacrifice our confidence, we, are, we will not be able to manifest the goodness of God. 
The goodness of God requires that we are willing to make the sacrifices. Hallelujah. You see, this Samaritan, I'm sure he was going for an important business meeting, an appointment somewhere. But he was not too busy to stop to help somebody who's been wounded. We can't be too busy, too occupied, too carried away by our own importance that we look down on the people who have been broken by the thief, by the thief called Satan. We can't be too busy. So this man, he was willing to, as it were, alter his program, alter his schedule, just to accommodate this man who has been beaten. And thank God for him. This is the reason why Jesus said, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. There's a lot to learn from this good Samaritan. Jesus says, go and do like he did. Do like he did. So these are the things that he did. He sacrificed his time. He, he, made, he made financial commitments. Ab above and beyond. You know, whatever it was that was required, he gave the extra and said, look after him until I come back. We can't continue to count the cost, what it's going to cost us, and not, you know, go out there and do what is required. We are in that season. Even with the, with the uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic and all that it has done, this is the time that God wants good Samaritans to arise in the church. Men and women who will allow the Spirit of God to flow through them to showcase goodness, to showcase kindness, to minister to the people who have been broken by the thief. This virus did not come from God. This virus has wounded lives. This virus has wounded livelihoods. But there are, there are, there are a people that God has prepared and I believe it's me and you, that in this season, we can do likewise. Like the Samaritan did, we can do the same and minister to those who have fallen on the wayside. Life has beaten them. The enemy has hurt them. We need to heal them. We need to restore them. We need to help them stand on their feet. I'm done for tonight. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. I, I want to pray especially for somebody tonight who, who's been touched by what I have shared. And you, you, you know that the bowels of compassion and the bowels of mercy have been shot and your heart has become hardened. You're not touched by, by the brokenness that is out there. Not anymore. You used to be, but you're not anymore. You become hardened. The Spirit of God wants to unblock the hardness. The hardness, rather. And release the compassion of the Lord so that goodness can flow through you. Because remember that it's what flows through you that multiplies in your life. If, he, if goodness is not flowing through you, it can multiply. You can grow. You can, become, you can be used by God. God wants his goodness to flow through us. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good. When God anoints me and you, we go about doing good. We go about dispensing good. We go about doing the good works of God. But if compassion is no longer there, then the power of God can flow through us. So I want to pray. If you are that person, 
You say, Pastor, that, that word really touched me. I want to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for somebody today who is making a decision to say, Lord, let your goodness flow through me. Let your power flow out through me. Let your kindness flow out through me. Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to be hardened. I don't want to be insensitive to the, to the cryings, to the, to, the, to the pain of the people who have been beaten by life, beaten by the enemy, beaten by thieves. Lord, I pray today that you do a quickening. Lord, that, you, that oh yes, that your spirit will do a quickening. Oh, that your spirit will do a quickening in the heart of your people. That, that wherever there's hardness and callous, that you will soften the hard heart. And you will cause those, the, the bowels of mercy to flow once again. That, 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 that the streams of compassion will flow once again. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, thank you so much for hanging with me today and listening to the word of God. I will say like Jesus said, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. Read that story again and let it flow through you the wisdom of God to help unlock the powers of mercy and compassion so you can go and do likewise. If you like this message in an audio format, we are happy to send it to you. The number is on the screen, plus 2781-421-0835. Plus 2781-421-0835. Send us a WhatsApp message to that number, requesting for this message, and we'll be happy to give it to you. The mercy of God is wanting to flow through to you and flow to you, even in this season, in the mighty name of Jesus. All right. Um... If you watch by YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and press the notification bell so that you can get the notification of every upload that we make onto our channel. Yeah, good things are, are coming. Plenty good things are coming. So subscribe to our channel. Also, if you need any kind of spiritual help, that's that number. Zero plus two seven eight one four two one zero eight three five. That's the number to reach us so that we can reach out to you and see how we help you. God bless you. Good night. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.